Okay. Uh, we're going to continue along the lines of snapshots of the Holy Spirit. And all I'm basically doing is giving you a snapshot. I'm giving you the pictures behind the scriptures. Okay. You need to see, be able to see in the spirit realm what is going on. All right. It's not enough to just say I have the Holy Spirit. Okay, but you need to know what does the Holy Spirit do in every situation and circumstance. You need to know how does that look. Like we told you last week, we did. We came from the teaching of uh, incubation. And like I said, I'm just giving you snapshots, all right? And I'm showing you the Spirit rests on you. And why does it rest on you? It rests on you because you are a child of God. It rests on you for, well, we'll get more into that when we do sealed, Okay, but it rests on you. It, the presence fills you so that you can get full. Now, this whole time, we thought filled meant full because we're American. Okay, filled means full to us. So we were saying, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, but our life doesn't looks nowhere near it. Okay, we say I'm filled with his presence, but there's no glory in our life. We say we, we, we're filled with his presence, but then we can't change the way we think. We can't change the way we see. We can't change anything around us, but we're filled. And so I had to let you guys know. Filled means that the spirit comes upon you and angelic presence is all around you. Okay? Giving you a snapshot of what the Holy Spirit looks like and what you have. And so last week we talked about incubation. And how the spirit, from the beginning of time, the spirit hovered. And the only reason why the spirit hovers is because the Holy Spirit has the responsibility, the angels of God have the responsibility to everything that was created in Christ. The Bible said that all things was created through Christ, for Christ, and without Christ, nothing came into existence. So everything that was created in Christ needs the Holy Spirit to rest on it to be developed. Everything, trees, everything needs the Holy Spirit to rest on it in order for it to grow. I know we see the wind, we see the oxygen, but that's all God. That's divine. They say atoms, we say Adam. <laughs> so we, we not rolling with the scientists. We hear what y'all saying, but y'all don't hear from God. Some of them do. Look at this. Ain't that the devil? Got a text message from Barbecue Master. <laughs> Said, ask me, was I ready? <laughs> Lord Jesus. So, <laughs> the title of our teaching on today is going to be The Holy Spirit is a Ministry. All right? The Holy Spirit is a ministry. I know you heard that the Holy Spirit is a person. It's an individual. No, the Holy Spirit is not an individual. It is not a person. We say person because it has personality. Okay, the Holy Spirit thinks. The Holy Spirit moves. Okay, the Holy Spirit can be grieved. And so that's why we call it a person. But in the, in the natural, when we say person, we think it's, it's we, we think we're talking about a figure, one figure. Okay, the Holy Spirit is presence. You have the Father, you have the Son, and you have the Holy Spirit. Now, the difference between the Father and the Son is that the Son is not the Father. The Son came from the Father. The difference between the Son and the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit is not the Son. Okay? And so we have to separate those and so we can understand that. But the Holy Spirit is a ministry. Now, you've heard me say this before, that the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is not a word. You can give me the definition. Um, Holy Spirit is not a word. All right? It's not a word. Holy and Spirit are two different different words. They're not one word together. We read it and we say it as if Holy Spirit is one word. We say the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
Like Holy Spirit is the name of the last spirit. No, Holy Spirit is not the name of a spirit, but is the name of a ministry. Holy is the, is the adjective that describes the noun spirit. All right? We don't read it like that. And what's crazy is if you look in the Greek, if you look in the Hebrew, it's not one word. But when you look in the Webster Dictionary, it's one word. We Americanize everything. We're not used to studying things. And what we do is when people give us information, we just take it, especially if we think they're anointed, especially if we think they're powerful, especially if they have a big church, especially if they have a gift, especially if we've seen some healing. All these things we see, we do these things. We listen to these people, not based on studying, not based on receiving information. We strictly do this based on the person that said it. We never research and find out what does that mean. So holy spirit is not a word. So therefore it is not a name. It is a description of a spirit. Okay. Holy is the Greek word hagos. It means the most holy things. It means a saint. Spirit is the word pneuma. Now, when you look in the Greek, it says, Spirit is pneuma. It says the third person of the triune God, the Holy Spirit, co-equal, co-eternal with the Father and the Son, which is a man-made definition. There's no way you can prove that they're co-equal and co-eternal. Especially when the Bible says all things were created through Christ, for Christ, and without Christ. It said all dominions was created through Christ. So the angels were created through Christ. So it can't be co-eternal. <laughs> But we're not going to get into all that. All right. Then it says, sometimes referred to in a way which emphasizes his work and power. No, I missed. Hold on. It says, sometimes referred to in a way which emphasizes his personality and character. So when we see the Holy Spirit in scripture, it is not always saying an individual. It's not talking about even a presence. It's letting you know that that spirit is holy. When the Bible tells you that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, that's saying that the spirit inside of your body is holy. It's not saying your body is filled with this person. Furthermore, everybody in the Godhead is holy and a spirit. The father is holy and he's a spirit. The son is holy and he's a spirit. The angels are holy and they are spirits. I got proof for you today. I got receipts, everything, documentation. Because you need to understand the Holy Spirit does not read Holy Spirit. It reads the Holy Spirit. We read it like we, like we say the rock, the undertaker, the equalizer. That's how we read it. But that is not how scripture presents it to us. Not in the Hebrew nor in the Greek. The Holy Spirit reads more like this, the human race. What is human describing? The race of people. It, mean, it reads more like the animal kingdom. So we have a kingdom, and what's in the kingdom? Animals. It reads more like the black man. If I said the black man, who am I talking to in here? All the black men. All the men in here who are black. If I said the black woman, who am I talking to? All the women that are black. So the Holy Spirit is a ministry, and this ministry consists of presence and angels. Presence and angels. The presence comes upon you, angels surround, surround you. I got proof for you. It also says, it's sometimes referred to in a way which emphasizes his work and power. So when you see the spirit of something, because y'all know, look, I'm telling you, I've been in church for over 20 years of my life, okay? Everything we see in scripture that says spirit, we say it's the Holy Spirit. 
You see the spirit of Christ, that's the Holy Spirit. The spirit of truth, that's the Holy Spirit. The spirit of wisdom, that's the Holy Spirit. Spirit, by itself, that's the Holy Spirit. We do no investigating on these things. Anytime you see the spirit of, it is emphasizing the work and the power. So when you see the spirit of truth, it's letting you know there's a group of angels that work truth in you. When you see the spirit of wisdom, it's letting you know that there's a flock of angels, there's a, a, a company of angels who are going to work wisdom in you. When you see the spirit of knowledge, now watch this, we'll give the same credence to the demonic. We say a lust spirit, what is that spirit working in you? Lust. We'll say an anger spirit. We'll talk about the spirit of wrath. That's a demonic spirit that is working wrath in you. So what does that mean? That is a demonic army that is trying to sabotage your life and get you to go a different way. What is the job of the Holy Spirit? To rest upon you and minister the things of the Father. That's why it incubates you. That's why it surrounds you. That's why we call it a comforter, an advocate. What does an advocate do? It gets you everything you need. What does a comforter do? It comforts you. That's why, that's why we, uh, um, in Genesis, it talks about it hovering over you. But then that word hovering means to brood. Like a hen sits on an egg. A hen sits on an egg, keeps the egg a certain temperature until the egg hatches. It talks about it being like a mother soothing a child, holding a child to make sure the child is what? Comfortable. Now, the best definition I found online for the Holy Spirit was this. It says the Holy Spirit is God's continual pres- continued presence on earth and the third person of the Holy Trinity. It's a ministry. It's not just an individual that lives on us, that's, that's on us and in us. The church didn't forgot about Christ. They forgot about Christ, but that's why you don't get sonship teachings. That's why you don't get a lot of teachings talking about we're children. Because they don't see Christ as the seed that lives in us that makes us just like the Father. Let me get to the scriptures. Remember, okay, we're doing snapshots of the Holy Spirit. We're just showing you pictures of how it looks in your life. Our first scripture, Acts chapter eight, chapter one, verse eight, it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come, what? Upon you. So when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power. Now, that word power in the Greek is the word dunamis. Okay, dunamis, dynamis. It's where we get the word dynamite from. Now, one of the definitions, because I'm going to do an entire breakdown of that. Uh, so this definition is not up, not up there, but for my note takers. Um, that word power means power consisting in or resting upon armies, force, host. So when the Bible tells you that the Holy Spirit will come upon you, it's letting you know that once the Holy Spirit has come upon you, that you have the power of angels and armies at your beck and call. That's why your prayer changes. Anytime you have a dream and you see police officers, what does that mean in the dream? Angels. We call, what are the police there for? To serve and protect sometimes. I'm not going to go there. That's what the angels are there for. They're there for us. Hebrews, about to get good. Chapter 1, verse 5. Now, we're just doing snapshots of the Holy Spirit. Like I say, it's not real deep. It's very, very simple. All right, but the thing about it is when it's not taught, correctly you don't see it the right way and you have things available to you and you're not using them because you don't even understand that it's there for you you don't even know that right now you got angels walking all around you 
You don't understand the angels are surrounding your house, surrounding your property. You have nothing to be afraid of, but you don't know that because you think the Holy Spirit is just a spirit that's on you and in you. And sometimes it may help you pray. So as soon as something goes down in your life, you don't have no boldness. You just start praying in tongues. That ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> it's faith. And faith only comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So you have to know what you possess. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 5, it says, For which of the angels did he ever say, you are my son? Hmm. Hmm. Today I have become your father. So he's saying, to what angel did I ever say that? Because in the Old Testament, they call them sons of God. But he didn't say that. It says, to which of the angels... Did he ever say, you are my son, today I have become your father? Or again, I will be his father and he will be my son. He said he didn't say that to no angel. Verse 6, he says again, when he brings his firstborn into the world, he says this, and let all God's angels worship him. He says when he brings them into the world. Verse 7, it says, and about the angels, he says, he makes angels win, winds, and his servants fiery flames. Now, that word winds is spirits. It's the same Greek word, pneuma, spirits. It says, he makes his angels spirits and his servants fiery flames. So that's why we hear all the time, you be baptized in the Holy Spirit and that of fire. He makes his angels spirits and flames of fire. I know you be like, what did, you been wanting to know what that meant for a long time. I'm baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Well, what does that mean? It means you got angels all around you that any time he can turn them to fire to get a mission done. He can turn them in fire to, to lay hands on you to heal. It's just a connection. It's all a connection. You are a child of God. What child of a king walks in a room by themselves? <laughs> in what nation they do that? You see Jesus talking. Look, they got Jesus hemmed up. And they're like, well, are you a king? He like, yeah, I was born to be that. But then one point he told them, look, my kingdom is not of this world. If it was, if it was, I would have called legions of angels right now and they just come get me. You have no power. I'm letting you do this. See, you got to take on that mind of Christ. My kingdom is not of this world. If you really want some beef, I call on angels. <laughs> See, this is the stuff Satan don't want you to know. Why? Because he's an unemployed angel. He don't want you to know these things. He don't know. He don't want you to watch this. We know about his armies, but we don't know about ours. Satan, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Satan, like, look, for one, I ain't nowhere near you because I'm not, I'm not present. Them just my little imps chugging at your knees and you nervous. You nervous because you don't know. Let's get to the good part. So he says, and about angels, he says, he makes his angels Spirits, they're winds, and his servants are fiery flames. Verse 13, it says, now to which of his angels did he ever say, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies my foot, your footstool? He said, now to which of my angels did I ever say that? Sit at my right hand. He didn't say that to his angels. He said it to his children. You are seated in heavenly places with Christ. 
So because you are seated in heavenly places with Christ, you are joint heirs. You get the same treatment he did. When he brought the angels before him, he told the angels, worship them. So if you are a joint heir, come on. I mean, this is how scriptures connect in my mind. I don't know how they connect in your mind. I don't know if you skip the, the stuff to say you have all of this stuff and you just go to the stuff to say you in sin. I don't know how you're doing it. Okay, but the one thing I want you to get is this. Whatever spirit rests on you, angels are around you ministering to you. I'm going to say that again. Whatever spirit rests on you, angels are always around you ministering to you, including the spirit of religion. Spirit of religion rests on you. All you hear is demonic creatures telling you legalistic stuff. God going to kill you. He going to take you out. He going to punish you this time. Y'all don't like that one, do you? Okay. We don't even worry about it. Verse 14. Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve those who are going to inherit salvation? Are not the angels all ministering spirits? They're sent to those who are heirs. To do what? Minister to you. That's why the Bible said the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. It ain't just the Holy Spirit. Come on. Are they not all ministering spirits? Are they not all Holy Spirits ministering to you because you are heirs of salvation? It says the Holy Spirit teach, remind, governs, leads, pours out gift, pours out loves, imparts heavenly character, convicts, and develops fruit. It's your helper, the comforter, and the advocate. Are they not all ministering spirits? Sin. Apostolic mission. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 14. I'm going to be done before two. It says the Holy Spirit is the down payment of our inheritance. Huh. The Holy Spirit is a down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of the possession and the praise of his glory. The Holy Spirit is the down payment of our inheritance. Now, in order for you to receive an inheritance, you have to be a child. Y'all agree with me? So, if the Holy Spirit is a down payment of our inheritance, it can't be what makes us children. Y'all didn't get that, did y'all? Christ is our seed. We're one with Christ. Because we are one with Christ, we receive a down payment of our inheritance. Now, I come from circles where they say the Holy Spirit is what makes you born again. Well, how can the Holy Spirit be what makes you born again and your, inherit, your down payment for your inheritance? The inheritance belongs to children. Well, if the Holy Spirit is a down payment of our inheritance, and then Hebrew 4 tells us that the angels are ministering spirits sent to those who are heirs, then why come we can't see that the angels and the Holy Spirit are one ministry? Or is it that the Holy Spirit does all the ministering and in this scripture is wrong? Okay. A down payment is an initial lump sum with the promise of further payments. Which means the more you fellowship with the Holy Spirit, the more you mature, the more angelic presence you get. Angels are part of our inheritance according to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 5 and 7, 13 and 14. It says spirits, the angels are spirits and they're flames of fire. 
They're ministering spirits who come to minister to us because we are God's children. Isaiah 9 and 6. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Verse 7. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. Here it goes right here. The passionate commitment of the Lord's of heaven's armies will make this happen. I'll let y'all read that. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. This is why we say whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Only reason we can say that is because we have angelic armies with us when we do that. This is why Jesus said that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Why? It ain't because of your prayers. It ain't because of you. It's because of the passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. <laughs> they're going to make this happen but the angels only respond to your word they respond to your prayers they respond to the father your angels are waiting, are waiting on you to give them an order they're waiting on you snapshots of the Holy Spirit watch this Jesus is in the wilderness. Jesus get baptized. Holy Spirit comes upon him. The scriptures say he's full of the Holy Spirit. The next thing you know, the Holy Spirit sends him to where? Into the wilderness. When he gets in the wilderness, who starts ministering to him? Satan. He's still an angel though. He's just a demonic one. He's just a demonic one. See, we okay with Satan talking, but we have a problem saying that angels are speaking to us. He's in the wilderness for 40 days being tempted by a demonic angel. While the demonic angel is tempting him, he brings him a scripture in in Psalms 91, 11, and 12 and tells him, look, jump off of here. When you jump off of here, According to scriptures, the angel's going to grab you and pick you up because they're not supposed to let nothing harm you. He's ministering the word to him to let him know you have angelic armies surrounding around you. So much that he's trying to convince him to commit suicide. Then after he's done ministering, the Bible says an angel comes and ministers to him. After Satan's done talking to him, the Bible says, when Satan left, angels came and ministered to him. Why we don't see that? Why we don't get that? Or or, 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 or are angels not ministering to us? When he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, he does not want to take this cup. He's talking to his father. Father, is there another way we can do this? We can't? Okay. Let your will be done. The Bible said he was crying, he was praying to the point where he was sweating. It was like drops of blood. Then the next thing it says is an angel came and strengthened him. So an angel came and did what? Imparted strength. Snap, just snapshots of the Holy Spirit. You have to know what is around you. Ah, I'm trying not to go too fast. John chapter 1, verse 49 and 51. I ain't going to be before you long. All preachers say that. It reads, Rabbi, Nathaniel replied, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus responded to him. Do you believe this because I had, because I told you I saw you under a fig tree? You will see greater things than this. You will see 
snapshots, you will see greater things than this. Verse 51, then he said, truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. It's all right here in the scriptures. You will see it. You're going to see angels of God ascending and descending on the son of God. Matthew chapter 18, verse 10. This is Jesus talking. See to it that you don't despise one of these little ones because I tell you that in heaven, their angels continually view the face of my father in heaven. So Jesus has angels surrounding him. He's saying the children have angels surrounding him. Job, Satan approaches the father about taking out Job. No, no, I, I take that back. Satan comes to the father and says, father said, where you been? He said, Roman 2 and 4, seeing who I can devour. He said, have you tried my servant Job? Satan said, yeah, I did. You built a fence around him. That's a servant. That's not a son. That's not a daughter. It's not a child. God said, Satan said, yeah, I've been trying to take Keenan out for a minute, but you built. He been trying to take you out, but you got something built around you. Psalm chapter 34, verse 7. This is David talking. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues him. The angel of the Lord encamps around those that fear him. Now, this is a servant talking. We're talking, we talking about people who were not, did not have his DNA. People who did not receive the promise. Job didn't receive the promise. He had a hedge built around him. David didn't receive the promise. He got angels encamped around about him. Why? Because that oil that was poured on him. <laughs> because he called him to be a king. Why would the father call you to be something and not protect you? Who has authority to protect their children and don't? You might be able to get to a private, but you ain't running up on no general. This is my favorite one right here. Second Kings chapter six. Verse 15 through 17. It says, when the servant of the man of God got up early and went out, he discovered an army with horses and chariots surrounding a city. Now, can you imagine that? You wake up in the morning. You look out your window. And all you see is thugs surrounding your house. I wasn't going to say police, but y'all already in the wrong spirit today. So, uh, and you see nothing but thugs, whatever, whatever. You, I don't know how they look, whatever, okay? We ain't going to put no... With guns surrounding your house. You wake up to this. So the servant said... So he asked Elijah, he said, oh, my master, what are we to do? Elijah said, don't be afraid for those who are with us outnumber those who are with them. Now, had he seen that, he wouldn't ask that question. I'm giving, this is our mind state when we go through things, right? 
it looks like it's more of them than us, don't it? It, it looks like that. But if you, can, if you can get a snapshot of what the Holy Spirit is, if you can see what this looks like, if you can take all of the scriptural accounts and apply it to your life, you have a totally different viewpoint. Verse 17, then Elijah prayed, Lord, please open his eyes and let him see. Snapshot. Just give him a snapshot. Please open his eyes and let him see. So the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he saw that the mountain, you got to see, you got to hit, man, come on. And he saw that the mountain was covered with horses and chariots of fire. He makes his angels, spirits, and Flames of fire. And he saw the mountain was covered. That's what got me. The mountain was covered. Can you imagine a mountain being covered? It wasn't. Forget the fact that he said that they were all around Elijah. It said he they covered the mountain. Because he just told him, look, it is more of us than it is of them. But to the servant, he just see two people. He see two people. Elijah sees an army covering in a mountain. The next thing you know, Elijah said, strike him blind. Now, The army didn't move until Elijah spoke. The army was there the whole time. The army didn't wake Elijah up. The servant did. Just like when Jesus was in that boat. They woke him up. When they woke him up, (laughs) he calmed the winds and the waves And then turned to them and said, you a little faith. Why they faith so little? They don't see what's protecting them. You have to see what is protecting you. Now, why is this important? Why do you need to know this? For one, you need to know this because you need to know what is on your side. You need to know what the Father has given you. Okay, two, you need to know because you need to stop being scared of Satan. Stop being scared of the devil. I I done went to church and and they done told you more about what the devil can do than you can do. We was at ministry one time, all the message was just watch out for the devil. The devil would try to trick you. The devil got a plan, but God got another one. They're making you more conscious of satanic armies than they are of the armies, the very armies that are on your side. Why is that? Because we don't know. So, why do we need to know this? Because whatever spirit we allow to come upon us, it releases angelic presence to minister to us. Whatever spirit you allow to rest on you, it, it releases angelic presence to impart to you, whether it be holy or whether it be demonic. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against powers, against world forces of of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. So if we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, then what are we wrestling with? Spirits. Like I said, we give credence to Satan and his armies, but we don't give credence 
to the Father and what he has prepared for us. We know we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. So that lets us know this. Anytime you're going, anytime someone is opposing you, it's not the person, it's the spirit on them. It's the spirit that's resting on them. And because of the spirit that is resting on them, angels are ministering to them. They're not racist. Just a spirit of hate. It's resting on them. And because the spirit of hate is resting on them, it could tell them what to like and what not to like. We spend all our time fighting against racism. All that's going to happen is this. The spirit of hate is going to let up off somebody and go to another place. And them angels are going to still minister. Because the same angel that rests on a person to tell them to hate a white person or hate a black person is the same one to tell you to beat your wife. To tell you not to like your brothers your sisters. It's the same spirit. That's why you need to know this. Because anytime... Oh, God. Ugh. The Bible says where there's envy. No, actually, do I got the scripture? James chapter 3, verse 16. It says, for wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. Wherever there's envy and strife, you can find demonic presence ministering. Whenever you feel angry, you hear spirits telling you, come on now. When, that, when the spirit of wrath comes upon you, you, it gives you every reason to kill him, shoot him, punch him, slap him. What's happening here? A demonic presence has lighted on you and is given, and because you have accepted it, is giving angels permission to minister that to you. Same thing with a python spirit. It comes upon you, locks you up. The next thing you know, you're depressed. Next thing you know, it's telling you, you ain't going to never be nothing. You can't do it. You're going to fail. And the more you agree, the tighter it gets. The more you allow it to sit there, the more it ministers, 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 ministers to the point where it says, just kill yourself. Same thing with the spirit of lust. It rests on you. You think you fine. Nope. You got a spirit of lust on you and somebody else got a spirit of lust on you and y'all I used to think that. No, God, honest. We go to the club, come out with a girl, come out with girls, sitting around just chilling, go somewhere. All these girls want you. You think all these girls want you because you fine. You think all these girls want you. One time, I, it got so bad. I wish AD was in here because he he could really tell. <laughs> it got so bad at one time. We would walk in the club, walk out with two, three girls, one person. It got so bad. I. I'm in sin. I said, this is a devil. <laughs> this is the devil. It ain't nothing about a man that makes three women want him at the same time. Period. Period. But in the world, if you do that, you got it going on. You a player. You something to look up to. You want to be like that. No. Ladies, you don't need every man to think you fine. You just need one. If every man wants you, it's because what's resting on you. And the spirits talk. They communicate. 
You walk in there, you got the spirit of lust on you. And the first thing he do is ask, you want to go home with me? Why he ain't asked you to marry him? You need to know before you think that everybody is, everybody ain't attracted to you. Anybody's, everybody not supposed to be attracted to you. It's that spirit of lust that tell you, watch pornography. And soon as you open up the website, you draw in more spirits. Now they're telling you, look up necrophiliacs. Now they tell you, look up bestiality. Next thing you know, you want to have sex with a dog. It's the same thing that encourages homosexuality. What would make a man think it's okay for? How is that an appetite? It's what you allow rest on you. Because you allow to rest on you, it feeds your appetite. Then all of a sudden you find yourself in a parade. (laughs) Fighting for your right to do this. All because what you let rest on you. It got you looking up all type of stuff. Got you trying to experiment. I was ministering to a homosexual guy. And he said to me that he was having dreams. In his dreams, the demon had him pinned to the wall upside down. I said, bro, that's what he's doing with your spirit. They playing with your spirit. You have no idea. Then I asked him, I said, do men hit on you? He said, all the time. I said, they never hit on me. (laughs) It's because what rests on, that don't rest on me. They they, they hitting on you because that's what rests on you and you allow it to rest on you. As soon as you rebuke it, as soon as you cast it down, it's gone. Same thing with the python spirit. You got to break that thing. You hear the depression. You feel the depression. Same way you feel the Holy Spirit when it come on you. It's just doing a different job to you. What do they, what, what are them spirits that to do? Impart oppression. Impart depression. Impart doubt. But we'll look at, why do you think Paul said, I pray that you would have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge? Because although you're filled with the Holy Spirit, all these pre- angels are around you Certain ones you're not allowing to minister to you. So Paul said, I have to pray that this spirit that is already around you will release this into the atmosphere. It's the same thing with Leviathan spirit. What's that for? Pride. I was talking to a preacher and he was talking about another preacher. <laughs> he said, came out his mouth like this. He can't teach me nothing. Mm. Let me back up. I, I see what's resting on you. He said, he can't, he can't teach me nothing. I know the preacher he's talking about. I'm like, he's teaching me a lot of stuff. So this message is to inform you and to get you to that place where not only do you know or desire for the Holy Spirit to rest on you, but that you could hear. I was talking to Q, and Q hit me at something. He said, yeah. He said, it, it goes even deeper when you start interacting with him. When you know holy angels are there and you start to speak. After a while, after a while you will feel them. You, I'm telling you, you turn, what was that? But you'll know what it is because of presence. You ain't scared. There ain't no fear there. But I'm telling you so that you would know if something is ministering to you, 
about lustful things, then what's happening here? That spirit is trying to rest on you. Anger. Why do you think the Bible is constantly telling us about sins? It's not telling us about the sin to avoid the sin. It's telling us about the sin because it's letting you know, look, drunkenness is a sin because, watch this, it's ministers ministering to your appetite. Wrath is is dark angels ministering to your appetite. Envy, strife, rebellion. And don't get me talking about Jezebel. Don't get me talking about Absalom. When Absalom rests on you, what happens is right in the midst of ministry, you try to start erect your ministry and tear down the leadership. <laughs> when Jezebel re- rests on you, you reject everything the leaders say. I'm letting you know so when it rests on you, when you hear the angel ministering to you, rebuke it. Cast it down, cast it out. Stop agreeing. Because the more you agree, you bring the presence. And then you wonder why you can't move. You can't move because you are in 100% agreement with that spirit. It has taken over your countenance. It has taken over your environment. It has taken over your mind. And next thing you know, you become it. Whatever rests on you, it will automatically release angels to minister to you. I'm closing. Whatever rests on you. So, this is the reason why the Bible constantly tells us to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Because you got a fellowship with something. Just your very thoughts are going to bring presence. As a man think, so is he. So the very thought, your very thought brings about spirits. This is why the Bible tells us to cast down every imagination that exhausts itself Y'all can finish it. (laughs) Every, cast down every imagination. Paul said we destroy strongholds. What is a stronghold? It's a fortified mindset. But this is the thing. That mindset is bringing forth demonic presence. So what's happening is the word can't even get to you. Good information can't even get to you. Why? Because you have a fortified mind and you would rather be angry than be set free. You would rather hate than just let it go. You would rather have animosity in your life than just forgive. You know what they tell you? Forgive... What do they say about you forgiving other people? It's like you trapped in a jail. The person you're forgiving ain't thinking about you. You're in a jail. Why? Because why, why, you're, why you don't want to forgive? You in a jail. The person don't even know what's going on with you. They have no idea what's going on with you. But you in a jail and demonic presence are just ministering to you. Yeah, you got a right to be mad at them. They shouldn't have did that to you. They shouldn't have said that. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Stop playing. Okay. <laughs> If you don't expose him, he'll keep doing it. If you don't expose Satan, he'll keep doing it. I just opened a door for y'all. Okay? I just showed you something that's going to destroy what he's trying to do in your life. But at the same time, I showed you how to release glory. You should fellowship Fellowship with the Holy Spirit every day, intentionally pray in tongues, intentionally build yourself up, intentionally get in that word. Because watch this, as soon as you cut on that TV, 
soon as you turn on that music. And you better watch that. The music, because music has its own angels, demonic angels, that are ministering to you. Kill them, shoot them. You a pimp. Throw him in a trunk, dump his body in a lake, and you sitting here letting this stuff minister to you. Well, why is it ministering to you? Because it first ministered to somebody else, and they decided to record it. And the record industry decided to put it. Why are we the only race of people that got music out about defiling our women? The worst the country folks get is they ex live in Texas. I got exes live in Texas. We're trying to have menages. We're trying to put her on the corner. We're trying to have five in one night and bring your friend. And it's ministering to our youth. We're going to kill them. We're going to punch them. We're going to do. I got more money than you. What is, what is it releasing? Demonic. Demonic influence. To the point where, watch this, when they see a godly man, oh, you whack. Oh, really? No, you ignorant. <laughs> you have no idea where that's taking you. Have you ever seen the X Ministries? Y'all never seen the uh, EX Ministry? You seen it? This guy said, I don't know if it was a color me bad, but this guy said that they would sit in a room all day and pray and come up with music for the purpose of Satan. One song, they sat there and made that music just for the purpose of girls losing their virginity. This guy said he had 400 women that came to him and said, I lost my virginity to that song. And that's your jam. <laughs> so we're going to pray. All right, we're going to pray. We're going to pray that we would allow the ministry of the Holy Spirit to do his job. It's a reason why he's trying to teach. It's a reason why the Holy Spirit is trying to remind you. It's a reason why you need to be led by the Spirit. And as many as are led by the Spirit, these are the children of God. It's a reason for that. It's not just some scripture that you scroll past. See, and I'm also teaching you, watch this, how you know you led by the Spirit. You shouldn't be thinking about no suicide. There's life in Christ. Why would a person be thinking about killing himself? All these demonic creatures ministering to them, telling them what they're not. What you going to never be. You might as well just take your life. You sitting there listening to that? I got siblings. Soon as you start talking about Jesus, all day he go preaching. And then you go put that on? The church is lost. That's why he said the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. He didn't say against you. The church are the people who came out of the kingdom and are impacting. Let me say that again. The church is not just people who are saved. It's people who, who are in the kingdom have decided they're going to live their life a certain way and the kingdom can use them to impact. Those are the ones the gates of hell won't prevail against. The gates of hell are going to prevail against you if you keep letting Satan talk to you. If you keep letting him woo you. If you keep letting him tell you, you fine. Next time, say, if I'm so fine, why ain't married? <laughs> because, the reason I said that is this. It's because... He'll have all these people lined up telling you how fine you is. Get you geeked. And then they all break your heart slowly. Stop looking for attention. Seek your father.
Like I said, you only need one woman. You don't need two. You hear that? You only need one. You don't need every man to be. I'm telling you, it's a thing going around. Women getting dressed, getting dressed in the mirror. Well, I hope they like what I got on. I hope they look. No, you don't want. No, that's not what you want. You want to wait on Boaz. Work. He going to find you. Until then, tell Satan, shut up. Say, I'm virtuous. <laughs>